Well, hey guys, Alex McDonald in Atlanta, Danielle Munoz in Minnesota. Hi, Danny. Hey, Al. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. This is TPS report for Monday, July 18th, 2022. It's good to be back. Thank you, friends, for joining us. Thank you for being here. I'm noticing. So, I made a change to the Facebook page yesterday. Okay. I, I changed it from a, they have these templates you can apply to your pages. And I changed ours to a video focused page. And I don't know if anybody noticed a difference when they look, if, if they looked at the page today. Uh, but I wonder if that's made a difference about how it's notifying people. Because as far as I can tell, we only have two people, two or three people watching on Facebook at the moment. A joy just joined it. Yeah, we have three. I see, uh, which is highly unusual. So I wonder if that change borked. Wonder if you broke. Are you trying to say you wonder if you broke something? Yeah. Well, I wonder if not me personally, but I wonder if Facebook broke something on their end because that's very unusual. But whatever. Let's say hi to the friends that are with us. Let's do it. We have, uh, and I, I thought something was odd when the first five or six comments were all from YouTube, didn't I? Yes, I did. said to you, um, let's see here. Canadian Bacon's here. Hey, Becky, what's going on? Uh, Steve is here. Why is this jumping around? Don't do that. The hammer. Uh, Steve's here. What's going on, Steve? Uh, Michelle Brown is with us. Hey, Michelle. Good to I'm see Michelle. you. Uh, Mitch McCarty says, hello from Gulf Shores. Hey, Mitch. I hope Hi, you're having Mitch fun down Shores. there. Um, Jeff Kukin's with us. Hey, Jeff, what's going hey, on, Jeff. brother? Joy is here. And Joy says she does not get notifications anymore. So there you go. Jeff says I'm always breaking something. And you know what? I don't believe that's true. Um, He's not wrong. <laughs> Hi, Joy. <laughs> I hope you're doing well, sister. I dispute that characterization, but whatever. You um, resemble that remark. Uh, yeah, it's true. Some Listen... Live is hard mode. It is what Life it is. is. Uh, let's see. Mike Terry's here. What's going on, hey, Mike? Mike? Good to see you. Let's see who else says hi while we're uh, while we're get pre getting prepared to do this nonsense. I also had to reinstall um, share maps because Apple's universal control started messing up. So <sighs> if it's not one thing, it's all the others. It's all of the others. Um, so what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? I'm just going to, I'm just going to fight through it. Hey, should we talk about the interns COVID? We, we have permission to talk about it in public now. Um, I had not asked about, asked permission before we talked about it Saturday, but I didn't, I didn't feel like that was public. We don't have to, I don't care. Yeah, no, we covered it on locals. People okay. can, uh, people can go over to locals and um, find us over there. And uh, either sign up as a free member, either sign up as a free member or sign up as a uh, show supporter. And um, that's it. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough plugging for one night. Enough of the nonsense that, you know, you're going to plug it again. You can't help yourself. Uh, we shall see. Let's talk about some stuff. Tonight, I wanted to, real quick, before we get into what I want to talk about, uh, the Texas Senate, Bill Campbell's here. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. The Texas Senate 
issued their report on the Uvalde school shooting. And man alive, was it a... Um, it's kind of brutal, to be honest. Systemic failure on top of failure from all branches of government. The the, the they they pointed out the four hundred law enforcement law enforcement officers that were four hundred that responded that didn't do anything. That in the it, a lot, I'm going to paraphrase that um, ignored their training in active shooter response scenarios. They pointed at the school system that ignored all of the rules. Apparently, all four entry points to that building were open. All four, even though they weren't supposed to be, no, all they, four no. entry points were open. Um, it was just, it was just, uh, it was, it was uh, not flattering. And again, whether anything comes of this, we shall see. Who knows? None of the doors were locked. None, none of, of the outside doors were locked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, none of them. That's your school groomers for you. Anyway, that report's available. We're not going to get into it here. But y'all can find it and y'all can read it. It is not flattering. Let's put it that way. I don't know if everyone's noticed... But it's hot right now. And it's been hot. Ju June, the month of June, is one of the hottest months I can personally remember since I've lived in America. It's kind of eased off a little bit for, for July so far. But it's still hot as hell. And it got me doing a little bit of research. And I want to talk about that tonight. I want to have a conversation about climate change, global warming. I don't know what we're calling it these days. Yeah. No, I was just going to say it's I, I know you weren't actually asking a question. Sorry, but it's climate change, right? Because it's not just that things know. are getting hotter. It's that all the things are changing. I don't know. It's, it's whatever they decide. It's whatever... The 97% uh, of scientists, that, that, that bullshit statistic that the government throw out, it's whatever they want to call it at this particular date and time. I'm going to call it climate change because, yes, it, it fluctuates, right? It goes right. up, goes down. Now, I'm a Republican, and simply because I'm a Republican, folks on the left consider me a climate change denier. And we've talked about this before. It's not that I, I, I don't deny cl climate change is a thing. The science, the science is definitive. Where I have questions is, um, number one, is it caused by humankind? I think the data is pretty clear at this point that, hey, we have something to do with it. But... My biggest problem with it is that it can only be solved by government. That's my biggest issue with it. That governments treat it like a massive wealth redistribution scheme, and they think they're the only ones capable of solving climate change. And it just isn't true. 
But let's let's talk about let's talk about what's happening first of all. Let's go over some of the data first of all. Let's uh, I want to watch this time this this little graphic down here. I'm going to play this. This this is um, this is the uh, temperature differences in Fahrenheit, a spread of eight degrees across the entire planet from 1884 to 2021. And so this is 150 years worth of, of climate data that we've collected. 1927, 28, 29, you can see the year counting up and you can start to see already patterns forming. Um, right here in the 1940s, we start to see a warming trend above the North Pole, which then drops off a little bit through to the around the 1980s. And then from the 80s and 90s onward, primarily the 90s onward, is where we start to see meaningful change. M meaningful. Now, this isn't global temperatures rising. This is the temperature difference between different spots on the planet effectively commingling, where we used to have or used to be able to find large temperature differences from one place to another, we're not seeing that the way we used to. Right. And that's an indication, of course, that the entire planet is warming, that the oceans are warming. And it's, un it's, it's undisputed that they are. In fact, you can see, you watch this graph here from 19, let's say from 1980 onwards, we see an increase of 0 0.85 degrees Celsius just from, uh, let's say from 1975 because it was 0 0.01 Celsius there. So it's warmed in, the, in 40 years. And listen, 0 0.75, 0 0.8 of a degree sounds pretty meaningless. Right. If if it's 72 outside and suddenly goes up to 73 degrees, that's not going to bother us. Right. Right. But we're not talking about that. We're not talking about the ambient temperature here. We're talking about the oceans temperatures and a one degree shift in the oceans temperatures. Is huge. And we've experienced it. We're seeing it. We're witnessing it with our own two eyes. Another thing that brought this on that I wanted to talk about it is the current crisis we're in with inflation and with gas prices and energy prices across the board. They're only going to get worse, right? They, they may get better for a number of years, but, right. but fossil fuels are not infinite. They're a fine, these resources are finite. And we are eventually going to begin to run out of them. In fact, when they get to a certain level, us, we, the people, will be prohibited from using them because the government will have to keep them for themselves. Right. They're going to have to keep them for power plants. They're going to have to keep them to run the military. You can't run the military right now 
on battery power. They need fuel. They need fuel for their jets, fuel for their tanks. And we're not that far away from this. Especially with the moratoriums that are placed on discovering new sources of fossil fuels. And that's not going to change. That's not going to slow down. Joe Biden's position on, on fossil fuels is the standard around the globe. It took the United States, some people in the United States, by surprise. But it shouldn't have. He made it very clear, his position on fossil fuels. But this, this, his position is the standard position around the world. Every, every developed nation, let's say, is moving away from fossil fuels. Here's the good news. We have infinite supplies of energy available to us, and it doesn't require the government getting involved for us to be able to use them. Clean, renewable sources of energy available to us. And private industry have started taking note. Let's talk about something that's a little way off first. Let's talk about fusion. The sun, our sun, our star, is one massive fusing ball of hydrogen, right? It's right. it's a nuclear fusion furnace up in the sky. And it's always been the goal to be able to replicate fusion here on Earth because it would be, again, a almost infinite source of energy. But up until now, nobody has been able to replicate fusion without using the same amount of energy to begin fusion that it would actually create. So it's a, it's a null. Right. It's like a zero gain. It's a zero sum gain. Yeah. Private industries now, because of the, because of where we are with fossil fuels, Private industries are actually now starting to take this seriously, Danielle, and starting to take a look at it. We're at the point now where private, where researchers in private industry are now saying that they believe fusion is capable in 10 years. They were saying 30 years, then they were saying 20 years, now they're saying 10 years, that they'll, they will have reached fusion in 10 years, which would be enormous. It would be huge. Now, don't get me wrong. There are going to be those people that, that are going to consider it too dangerous to even just like a nuclear power plant, right? They're going to say, oh, no, that's too dangerous. And regulators, right. particularly in America, are going to say, no, we can't do that. That's going to be too dangerous. The good news is fusion is just one source of infinite energy available to us. The, the another source is that massive ball of fusion in the sky and solar. Listen, solar's gotten a bad rap. Solar has gotten a bad rap because government inserted themselves into 
the solar industry. Government invested, when I say government, I'm pointing at you, Barack Obama, invested money in a failing solar company, Solyndra, that was never a serious company. It was a company designed to get grants and line the pockets of those people that run the company. And solar got a bad rap for that. Solar's becoming more and more affordable these days, especially for homeowners. If you want if you want to power your home with solar energy, it's becoming more and more affordable these days. And I think we're going to begin to see that becoming the norm. But more importantly than that is private industry, in particular Elon Musk playing with solar. So let's talk about the Hawaii, Elon Musk's Hawaii project, which is due to go online this year. I believe it's supposed to be brought up online in September. This is a, I'm not going to call it a, I'm not going to call it a partnership between Tesla and the Hawaiian government. This was a project that Tesla approached Hawaii with, and they've implemented, developed, and built this project. And it's going to provide more energy than Hawaii needs, simply through solar. They've built a solar farm, which is, I want to say, 50 acres. I want to say it's a 50 acre solar farm. And then a, because you need energy at night and you're not getting solar at night. And then they've built a um, yard of container sized battery storage shipping container-sized battery storage units. And people are going to say, well, that must be expensive. And yeah, the, the initial investment was expensive. But it will be now, it will be the cheapest form of energy available in Hawaii. Their very last coal-fired power plant is coming offline in September. This is replacing that. This is overkill to replace one coal plant. Right. Because this is going to create more energy than the entire island needs. So much, in fact, that the excess they're going to use to convert our other infinite resource into energy. Elon Musk is going to use the surplus energy from this solar farm to convert hydrogen. Hydrogen from water for hydrogen right. fuel cells. I've told you, I, I've said, I'm absolutely certain that my account just received, my Facebook account received a password reset request. I don't know what's going on with that. Something's <laughs> going on with our Facebook page right now. Um, is anybody, I'm going to take a break from the story. Anybody in the chat, is anybody watching this from the TPS report Facebook page? 
Just say yes if you it are. Looks I'm curious. Katie said she had to search for us. Larry says he's watching it from there. Okay, so people are seeing it. I don't know what's going on. All right, anyway. They're going to use this surplus energy to extract hydrogen from water, effectively, or from wherever they can get it, from natural gas, from water. But that's what they're going to use this surplus energy to do. And then that, that um, hydrogen will obviously be used in things like vehicles, hydrogen fuel cell vehicles. And I firmly believe that hydrogen is the future of vehicles. Right. It's, it's not plug-in electrics rechargeable electrics, lithium polymer batteries. It's hydrogen fuel cells. So this goes online in September. Elon Musk will make about $6 million a year off of this, which is absolutely nothing. He doesn't want to make... He, he, he's doing this because he wants... He wants to come up with a better way of running the planet right right and elon's been a big proponent of solar he's he says i don't know if this is true we've talked about it here he says 200 acres 200 acres is not a big piece of land i mean it's big but it's by comparatively compared to the the entire land mass of the united states it's not a big right. piece of land he says that a, a 200 acre Solar farm will power the entire United States. Think about that. Wow. And as affordable as solar is getting, now is the time for us to start looking at it. Right. The sooner we do, the cheaper it will be when the majority of people are forced into using it. If we wait, if we just put it off and say, nah, we've got, we got fossil fuels, we're good. Yeah, we're good to go. Then when it comes time that we are now dependent on another form of energy, it's going to be prohibitively expensive and only the wealthiest people in the country will be able to afford it. Now is the time to invest money in this. Now is the time for states to begin to partner with people like Elon Musk and start planning their solar future right and i said it was expensive up front it was less than 200 million dollars to set up this whole thing for an entire state a nuclear power plant costs billions of dollars to build and that's less money than we spent for tranny crossover belly dancing right. lessons in afghanistan right this whole thing, and listen, Hawaii is not a huge, obviously not a, right. a, a massively big island. But it was, it was less than $200 million. Elon's profit out of this is going to be around $6 million, which is a drop in the bucket, if you ask me. He, it, if, if this is successful, he should make more than that, in my opinion, but he didn't want to. And it will be the cheapest form of energy available in Hawaii, once it's up and running, less than 13 cents a kilowatt hour. 
Wow. Less than 13 cents per kilowatt hour. So will the government crush it because they're not controlling it? No, the government's the, the government of Hawaii is in this. They're in it 100%. Thankfully, the beauty of it is they're not controlling it. Right. They're not running it. And this is why this is why I've said all along government isn't the solution to this problem. Private industry is the right. solution to this problem. If you want us to move away from fossil fuels, You've got to get out of the way of private industry. In Hawaii, they've done that. In the rest of the nation, they're not. They haven't learned. Yeah, I'm hoping this, this Hawaii experiment will open the eyes of people in the mainland, of politicians, I should say, and get them to move the fuck out of the way and let private industry do what it does best, which is innovate. Right. And invent shit. And lift lift some land use restrictions so that they can start building things like solar farms. There's a lot of federal land out there, which is ripe for the picking. You figure 200 acres over 50 states. Well, yeah, how many, actually, yeah. how many states are in the... Um, Continent, the continental U.S., not 48. including Hawaii. 48, okay. Because Alaska, well, what a, I don't know if there's enough sun in Alaska to use Alaska. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's connected, but it's, you know, yeah. way up north. So, yeah, there are 48 I mean, contiguous. well, the beauty of this is you can collect the energy in one spot and electricity moves. Right. Right? You can, it can, it can, be, it can be sent anywhere. That's the beauty of it. So you could take federal desert lands, for example. And if you wanted, you could do one big 200-acre solar farm there and then just junction it off to all the states. The problem is government then will get involved with interstate tolls, and right? right? That's the problem, and yes. that's what we have to address. The technology is no longer the sticking point. Government and regulation is the sticking point. And it is government and regulation that will fuck this up for everybody. And when I say government isn't the solution, I mean it wholeheartedly. Government will break this. Government will prevent this from happening if it means they don't have their sticky little fingers in the fucking pot. Right. And that's what we need to fix. If we're going to have an actual discussion about climate change, we need viable solutions available to us. There's no point having the discussion with no solutions. Well, we have the solutions now. They're affordable. But you have to trust that private industry is going to do it better than government. And unfortunately, government doesn't trust that. I trust it. I trust it. But government doesn't. Right. Government thinks, plus, they're going to have to give up on their wealth redistribution schemes, which is so much of, so much of what their climate change agenda is. The redistribution of wealth. Just look at the UN's climate czar. He right. he he admitted it. 
He said, yeah, it's about redistribution. It's not about, it's not about uh, temperature. It's about redistributing wealth. Right. Well, and to your point, it's not that government doesn't trust it. It's that government doesn't want it because they don't want to give up the control. Right. That's what it is. It's control. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. The princess is here. Hey, princess. Tesla is going to run this. Tesla is going to manage this whole thing. They're going to be responsible for the maintenance. There's so much redundancy built into this system. It's not even funny. It's fantastic. It's great news. A surplus of energy so vast that they're going to use the excess to create other forms of energy. That is so crazy. Which is fucking amazing. Only Elon could think right. of shit like yes. this. And put, to think of it and pull it off. Execute it, yeah. Takes people like Elon Musk. Those people don't work for government, right? The, the, the no. true, the, the, you're not going to find those people working for government. Only the private sector can do this. Keep an eye on this experiment, we're calling it, in Hawaii. I believe September is when it comes online. And uh, it's going to be remarkable, I think, and... I think it's going to be the driving force of where we're headed. Solar and hydrogen are the future of America because solar won't work on cars, right? Solar, if you have solar, you can charge a car off of it, but that car is, you know, still battery dependent. You got to stop and plug in somewhere. Hydrogen is just far more convenient. You stop at a hydrogen filling station, you fill up five minutes later, you're back on the road, just like we are with gasoline with petrol. So, um, Jeff asks, how hard would it be to wire a solar charger to power the electric vehicles? It's not hard. All you have to do is bring solar into your home and then plug your car right. into the wall. Right. That's it's that the, the source of the energy it doesn't matter to the car as long as they're right. getting energy. Tesla have a home solar project, Tesla battery, wall battery or something like that, which is a combination of solar powers and a uh, battery pack that mounts on the, the wall of your garage. It create in, in your average climate with average uh, sun availability, it will um, create enough energy to run your house and charge a Tesla every day. Wow. Any excess energy, and they do produce excess energy. In some places, you can sell it back to the grid and actually make money off of the excess energy you produce, which is fun. I don't believe Georgia allow that. I don't think Georgia allow that. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Hey, Sandy, Princess Sandy, checking in from work. But solar is now reliable. It is now somewhat affordable, affordable enough that it's now going to be the cheapest source of energy available in Hawaii. Now, we have to remember it's Hawaii and their oil has to get brought in on tankers and gas has to get brought in on right, tankers right, right. and stuff like that. So we, we can't forget the energy there is remarkably expensive, Right. but they do have power plants and this will be cheaper than any power plant, but they have to have their coal brought in and uh, right. So Hawaii, it's it's a good test bed. And if they can do it for less than 13 cents a kilowatt hour in Hawaii, 
Imagine how cheaply they could do it in the mainland 48. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't have those. How far is it across the Pacific to Hawaii? How many thousands of miles? Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, you don't have those shipping costs to do right. this in the U.S. And for those states that don't get enough sunlight, you just build it somewhere where it does. Right. Got to get over those regulatory hurdles, but this is what we need to do. Again, if we want a serious conversation, if the left want to have a conversation with me about climate change, you've got to be willing to concede something. And that means allowing us to build here and get that energy to there without any stupid fucking regulatory hurdles. Right. And if that means building underground fucking power pipelines, you got to let us do it. You've got to. They have no choice. Otherwise, fuck you. Otherwise, I'm done with this conversation and fuck you. The sunny states will have all the energy and and those northern pussies can have no energy. Hey! I know, but you, you know what I'm saying. They've got to be willing to concede. Speaking for the northern pussies, we're not here just for you fuckers to fly over. <laughs> Stop it. Hey, speaking of underground tunnels, what happened with Elon and his underground tunnels? Is boring still boring? No, it isn't. Um, he made, he made I think, a one-mile personal tunnel, and that was it. That was all they got. Again, regulatory approval. That's all they could get approval for. Those... Damn, I thought he finished a tunnel. Those pesky regulators, Danielle. He finished one tunnel. Yeah, his own little personal tunnel. That was it. Couldn't get regulatory approval for anything beyond that. Because, yeah, regulators, government, yeah. government get in the way of progress. They call themselves progressives and yet get in the way of fucking progress. It's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, they, I, listen, they're opposed to oil pipelines. How opposed are they going to be to electrical pipelines, I wonder? Right. Because that's, that's what is going to be necessary. It's right. going to be for those yeah, states gotta... that don't get enough sunlight. Right. We'll see what happens. Well, and like we get plenty of sunlight in the summer. Right. right. From 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 at night. Right. But in the winter, you know. It's dark at 4.30 in the afternoon. It's the opposite. Right. But yeah, that's, so. uh, that's that. That's my discussion on climate change, which might not be what people were expecting. Because, uh, you know, we can, again, this whole, oh, it's caused by man. Okay. That's kind of irrelevant at this point. Right. Let's figure out what we can do to fix it. Because I'm right. sick and tired of being fucking hot, fellas. I'm tired of being hot. I want it to cool down a bit for fuck's sake. Yeah. And yeah, you don't do well when it's hot. And there are things we can do to, to help that. There are things we can do. And it's going to take time. It's going to be pro it's going to be gradual. Not everybody can go out and replace their car immediately. Not everyone can go out and get solar panels installed immediately. And with programs like this, you won't even have to. Somebody else will have installed the solar solar panels and it will just be sent to you the way Georgia Power or whoever your electric company at the moment is. It would just right. be sent to you that way, just through a, a new company. Tesla Power. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. What shall we talk about? What did I have I in know. the notes? 
Um, you had what did you have in the notes? I don't know. I can't remember. Of course, you had more January sixth stuff because you cannot stop picking that. Scab. This actually, this isn't technically about January sixth. This is more about technology and privacy. Oh, so yes. they're trying to get text messages right now from a couple of secret service agents because they want they want to be able to say, oh, this is what the secret service was saying about President Trump the, the day this was happening. And the secret service say that those messages have been deleted as part of a cell phone replacement program that rolled out and all the agents got their stuff updated and the old ones were wiped or something like that. And this, this story is just a reminder that when you think your stuff's been wiped, may not have actually been wiped. Because when you wipe a device, Danielle, all it does is tells the operating system this space is ready to be overwritten by new data. Right. But if you don't override it with new data, the old data kind of remains around. And there are ways to extract that old data. This is why when you wipe a computer hard drive, there are options available to you to do a secure wipe. Right. Instead of just telling the operating system, hey, you can take this, we're, we're, we consider this space available and you can override it. It right. will actually write random ones and zeros to that space to overwrite any data that existed there. Okay. And a uh, DOD secure wipe will do that seven times. It will do a seven-pass rewrite, which effectively destroys any previous data that was there and makes any data recovery impossible at that point. But your phone doesn't do that. So when you wipe a phone and sell it to somebody, if that person has some very basic data recovery tools, they can pull anything off your phone that they need to. Any of your photos, any of your personal conversations, anything that was on your phone can be extracted from that phone after you believe that you've wiped it and sold it on to somebody else. And that's what this is about. And I wanted to have a conversation about secure messaging. The reason being, I, I got talked into joining Telegram. And I've avoided using Telegram because it's a, it's a security nightmare. Okay. So I've done everything I can to lock down Telegram. I've taken all the permissions away. I've locked down any of the permissions it asks for above and beyond the permissions that the phone can grant. I've got it locked down as much as I can and I'm very sparing with what I do with Telegram. And I make sure that it's closed when I'm done using it. Physically closed. Not okay. just sitting in the background. Right. But there are people that believe Telegram is secure. There are people that believe Signal is secure. People use Signal, the messaging app because it's, you know, end-to-end -end encrypted. They believe that 
it's a secure messaging system. And the folks at Signal will tell you, we, we, don't, we don't provide data to governments. We don't have the data even if we want to. But we know that's not true because they just did provide a shit ton of data to, was it the Japanese government? I think so, yeah. They just provided a shit ton of data to the Japanese government. Because while it's encrypted end at, at one, this end and that end, Signal's not encrypted in the middle. Right. And it's that unencrypted data in the middle that the Signal company is storing in the cloud that they can then provide to nation states. Whoever. If requested. I don't use Signal either. I actually think Signal is a honeypot. Do you? Yeah. We've seen those before. There was yeah. this device, I can't, it was like called the secure phone or something stupid like that. And it was an FBI honeypot. It was a company that was created by the FBI. They created this cell phone and they sold it as, as a secure, untraceable type of cell phone. They sold and it. It was back, super expensive, wasn't it? Was, it? it was like a grand or 1200 bucks. It was remarkably, the, the, not, nothing worked on it. Like it right. had apps on there, but they were just the icon to make people believe, oh, look, this is just a regular cell phone. But if you, all it did was some phone calls and some very basic messaging. And it was, it was supposed to be unhackable by the feds. The problem is the company was created by the feds. It was the feds that were selling the phones. They sold 5,000 of them total. And every single one of those people that bought them were communicating directly with the feds. Yeah, they were. And it was all drug dealers. It was, they it, were all, it was all nefarious bullshit. Yeah. Drug dealers yeah. and killers, and they yeah. were all trap phones. And it's true, they were never, not a single one of the, the probably the claim they made was not one has ever been hacked by the feds, which is 100% true. Right. Because they didn't have they to didn't hack They didn't have it. to hack them. Because you were texting to the you, feds. You were texting fucking Fred the FBI man. Yes. Um, Fred yeah. Fred the Flatfoot. Yes. Well, I, I believe that, that Signal is a honeypot. So I want to talk to you today, at the risk of going on yet another list, I want to talk to you today about a messaging app that is actually secure. It's called Threema, T-H-R-E-E-M-A. It's a paid application. You have to pay for it. And here's why. If you use an app that you didn't pay for, your data is the currency. That's just the reality. WhatsApp, free, insecure. Data shared with the government. Signal, free, insecure. Data shared with the government. Not the U.S. government yet that we know of, but we do know that they just, just a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, we talked about it, shared data with a nation state. The only secure one is Threema, and yet it costs money. It is completely anonymous. If you want it to be even more anonymous, buy it from a, get a prepaid card, go to your local library, buy your license on their computer, and then get it on your phone. That will completely anonymize it instead of getting it through your app store under your name, for example. It is 
not only end-to-end -end encrypted, it's peer-to-peer -peer encrypted. There is no server in the middle. You are a direct connection to any of your contacts. That's about as secure as communication gets right there. Right. It's, it's relatively full-featured. You know, it's not as full-featured as the, the fancy ones with fucking gifs and emojis well obviously emojis they're in your keyboard but with the the stupid gifs you can do and the All right hang on so you can still use your pregnant man emoji you can still use your pregnant man emoji okay yes. cool then yeah carry on you can still do that right now it is the only secure messaging application that i'm aware of and i i use it i've had threema for a while but it is a paid app it's not expensive It'll cost you five bucks to buy a license to Threema. But if you value your privacy and if you believe, if you believe you're going to be having conversations that need to be private, for whatever reason, doesn't mean they're illegal conversations, doesn't mean they're nefarious conversations. It could be classified business that you don't want to risk sharing over another insecure app. Even iMessage isn't secure, by the way. I use iMessage all the time, but it's not secure. If you have iCloud backups, all of that can be shared with the government. Obviously, Hunter Biden. So for actual classified, not necessarily, but confidential to you, right. you need a method of being able to share data that is actually secure. And right now, that is three months. Most people don't use it because they have to pay money for it. And people hate paying money for apps. I don't. I value my privacy. And I understand that if I'm not paying for it, then I'm paying for it with my data. And if you value your privacy, you're going to have to get over that. You're going to have to get over it and just pay the money. And say, fine. It's worth it. And it is. It's worth it. It's worth the cost of a cup of coffee at Starbucks to protect your privacy. I have some really dumb questions. Go on. Okay. So if, you, if you're texting, like if you want to use it, do both people have to have the Threema? Yes. Do both people have to be on Threema to, for yes. like if you want to text me on Threema, you can't, right? Because I don't have it. Correct. Okay. That's the, the end of my dumb questions then. Mm, okay. Yeah, no, you have to be on I, Threema. I assumed that was the case because otherwise it's not. Yeah. If you, you text me in my iMessage from your Threema, then my shit's wide open, yeah, right? And you have to have that person's user ID. There is no looking people up on Threema because okay. that would, that would again, that would, that would negate the security. security. Being able to look people up would negate it. So you would have to get your friend or whatever you would have to get their anonymized identification number because it's not your name you're not given a name on threema you're given Dude, a randomized number that is some trap phone shit right there it's it is literally the most secure messaging system in the world and most people have never heard of it simply because you have to pay for it and people don't don't care about stuff. I bet you some have to dark arts stuff is going on on there right now. Well, let me tell you how secure it is. The government uses it. Spies use it. Mm -hmm. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Knox, non-operative, non-operative cover our agents use Threema to communicate. Because it's the only secure messaging platform available right now. And the beauty of messaging platforms is they can be used from anywhere in the world. All you need is a cell signal. You know, and because it's yeah. because it's not only end to end encrypted, but it's peer to peer. It means that your carrier doesn't get it. Your carrier doesn't see the data. Your ISP doesn't see the data. The only two people that see it are the two people involved in that conversation. That's it. So if you want actual privacy, you need to buy Threema. It's the only one that is actually secure. And it's the only one that it is, it is physically impossible to share the data with anybody else unless you open your phone for them and show them the data. But my conversations are time-bombed. They die after three days. It's amazing. They're, they disappear after three days on both devices. If you set an expiration to a message in Threema, not only does it expire on your device, it expires on the device you send it to. Can you take a screen capture of? That's a very good question. I will test that. I've never tried. I will test that. Because I, I test yeah, that. I mean, I wonder, because, you know, like Skype warns me that you're recording. Mm -hmm. So I assume like, that has to be like low level smart for it to be able to be like, no, you can't take a picture of me, bitch, move on. That's a very good question. I will test that. Do you think I out. am? I will I test message? that out and report yeah. back. But again, see, that comes down to knowing who you're communicating with. Right. 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 If you're, if you're treating it, if you're communicating with thoughts on Snapchat and taking uh, screenshots of their, their risque Snapchats, <laughs> So I, I don't call it snatch chat. I don't need you reaching out to me on Threema. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Simple as that. Not that anyone can reach out, just reach out to me on Threema. I would have to physically give them my ID. Right. Which obviously you wouldn't like text to somebody because. No. Then it's out in the wild. Right. Exactly. I won't publish it anywhere and I'll only share it with people that I trust not to publish it anywhere. Because again, that negates the whole thing. And if it turns out it did, you just wipe it and start again with a brand right. new anonymous ID. You know what? I was going to ask you that too. Like, say you were going to communicate with somebody like that you need to communicate privately with, but that you don't know that you can trust them with your actual ID number. Can you do a, like a one-time use one? I bet they offer that. Like a super secret, super secret number? That's um, that's a good... No, I don't believe you can. Well, they need to fix that. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll need to dig into it. Listen, I, I have, I think, three contacts is all in Threema. Right. And it's not like we're chatting every day. Um, and so for us, that's it's amazing. just... I want to have a secret life that I need double secret communication <laughs> for with. us. It's just basic communications. It's not, you know, it's not spy craft or anything like that. Right. So I, I haven't tried taking screenshots or anything like that, but 
I mean, not being shady. I'm just curious. Sure. Because I would think that that would be something that it wouldn't allow. No, I understand. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I agree. But this is where trusting know who you're know who you're communicating with. To your point, it comes down to grown folks being grown folks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Threema isn't. Listen, it's not for random conversations with your mates. Right. You know where where somebody says something funny and they screenshot it and post it online. Right. It's not that. Use something else for that. It's for confidential conversations, right? For confidential business, whatever it is you're doing, if it needs to be private, that's when you need something like Threema. Simple as that. It's great in industry. It's great for business. It's great for industry, um, and apparently, it's good for government spies. So, I mean, dude, spies need spy shit. I don't right. know what else to say about that. Right. Our other story was the colorectal cancer treatment one, but we only have a couple of minutes. So should we push that one to Thursday? Yeah. You know what? Let's talk about the Thursday. Can we do the, uh, didn't you have a camel story? I did. All right. Go on then. Where's this damn camel story? It's, it is probably it. in just show, show does. I didn't tag it for today. Right. So it's either in show notes or it's from Thursday. All right. We'll get started on the camel story um, and I'll find so it. So yeah, at this, um, I almost said farm. It's not a farm. It was like a zoo and park down in central Minnesota. Um, what to call it? Um, Richard Bradshaw texted me one morning. He was like, hey, what do you know about this camel up by you? I was like, uh, I have no idea huh. what you're talking about. So turns out this camel, this camel um, snatched up a zoo worker by his head. <laughs> and we'll come to find out they were trying to transport the camel from the zoo to somewhere else. So the owner of the zoo went over and he was trying to like lead the camel to put him on the transport. And the camel snatched him up by his head and was like dragging him along. So then another zoo worker came along and was trying to help the owner by like prying the camel's mouth open to get the owner's head free from said camel. So the camel snatched him up. (laughs) dragged him around a bit by his head so i mean i think what we're to deduce from this is the camel really didn't want to go like that's how much the camel did not want to go where they were trying to take it listen the camel's quite happy in the uh dulcet climbs of mini fucking soda and did not he's the camel's like me it didn't want to go anywhere hot yeah, if that's it. If it's hotter than Minnesota, I don't want to go there. I'll let you in on a little secret, though. Camels camels are pricks. Camels are pricks. I've had more experience with camels than I care to, uh, than I care to think about in, um, in parts of the world. We were in North Africa, and... Road, road fucking camels. Because it's a great way to get around the deserts, right? They're literally used. They're, they're desert, obviously desert horses. They're referred right. to as. By the way, going, going through the deserts of North Africa and Africa are, are quite funny because you'll be, uh, you'll be trundling along. Now we used vehicles as well, right? We used, uh, uh, Jeeps and, and stuff like that. Um, but you'll be going through the desert and you'll see TV antennas poking up out of the ground. 
because there are there are Bedouin, there are tribes of people that actually live under the sand, have their homes, and they have their TVs down there, and they have like their entire homes under the sand to stay out of the fucking sun, and you can't blame oh. them. But camels are nasty pieces of shit. They will bite you. They will spit at you. They will kick you. They will headbutt you. Yeah. They will do everything they can to try to fuck you up as Joy a human rode being. rode one, I assume in India. She said, I rode one too, and I think he was trying to pop me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, you're a, you can be a prick. So it might have been your fault when the camel was mean to you, but Joy is not. Joy is a nice person, so... I don't know why a camel would be mean to her other than the camel was just a prick. And Jeff said that the camel at the zoo just wanted some head. Just wanted some head. We would, we would sleep on the roof of vehicles at night because it gets nice and cold. It's, it's just miserable hot during the day and you're just ready for some relief. And so we would sleep on the roof of the vehicles. I mean, you would cover up obviously sleeping bag and stuff like that, but it would get nice and cold, but there's wildlife out there. Right. And there are certain wild cats that have absolutely no problem jumping up onto your fucking vehicle. Right. And these animals hunt at night. So so while we're sleeping, we suddenly turn into food. Right. Now, the vehicles had. um, Railings, barricades, we'll call them to prevent or try to prevent, you know, lions, for example, coming up onto the, the roof to try and eat you. Uh, but they would certainly get their, they would get their paws out there and hang on with their giant fucking claws, trying to lift themselves up. And so somebody with a rifle Jesus. was always ready to pop off if they needed to. But, um, yeah, but I'd rather, I'd rather fuck with a lion than a camel, to be honest with you, Danielle. How long were you in the desert? It's a few weeks. That was all. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Okay. It was um it was fun times. But yeah. Yeah, that's plenty of time. Camels camels are dicks. Yeah. Somebody uh Stephanie said um a camel spit at me at the Cape May Zoo when my sons were little. Yeah, they are. Vile creatures. They are horrible. AJ the things. DJ's here. Hey AJ, he says hey, AJ. so like I missed the discussion on climate change. Wine cry. Yes, you did. Yeah. And listen, it, 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 I don't know that it's what people were expecting. I wasn't a preachy climate changer. It was more about the technologies that are available to us now that we need to be looking into because the sooner we do, the sooner the prices come down and the sooner we can afford it. And, and it's not going to be long before we're going to need it. Fossil fuel again. Fossil fuels are fossil fuels are not infinite, and we're paying the price right now for a shortage of fossil fuels. And it's it's only listen. This one's um, engineered by government naturally, right? But soon, soon it will actually be a physical shortage of fossil fuels, and um, it's worth going back and watching the replay. I was because, about to say, get out of that rabbit hole. We're done with that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's worth recorded. going back and watching the replay because we talk about. Elon Musk's Hawaii project, which is, I think, going to be the blueprint for energy nationwide. That's it. We're out of time, Danny. David, David Foster's said, here. Asked me about the time I met a camel. 
uh, in downtown LA. Hey, David Foster. I will. Um, We're out of time now, but next time I see David, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna. We should ask him in the chat on his show about Friday. that. Yes. Yeah. Um, Legion's here. Hey, Legion. Legion says, What's "Ask up, Legion? me about the my year in the desert." And yeah. Becky says, 40 days and nights." <laughs> yeah, a, a year. I I couldn't imagine a year there. God no. Couldn't imagine it. No. All right. It was enough for me. Thank you all so, so much for being here with us. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will see you back here for more shenanigans on Thursday. Thanks, guys. Bye now. Love you. Bye.